session of the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe. It's also part 21 of our Attitude and Altitude series, and I am your host, C. Maria Wall, a.k.a. the mediator and Shiro right here at our ground zero. So we are on solid ground, ready to get those treads going so that we can move towards our destiny and success. As always, before we start our show, everyone, I want you to get comfortable for this hour-long chat. This evening, our program is all about loving ourselves. Real simple, well, maybe not for everyone, but it should be. So we're going to jump right into that after we prepare for our breathing exercises so that we can simply relax. You ready? Ready? 
Lying back, seated, eyes closed. Let's start. Breathe in. Now exhale. One more time. Inhale. Now exhale. One more time. Inhale. Now exhale. I want you to continue your breathing exercises throughout our program. We're going to get started because we have a lot to cover this evening. As you all know, there's still a lot of upheaval going on over our presidential election here in the United States. Tensions are running high on social media and real in the real world. So the bottom line is we're going to keep moving forward on our series or with our series because we need to change our attitudes in order for us to elevate our altitudes. As I said earlier, this is part 21. This is all about getting ready for the new year to make that change. You know, if you want change, you have to make change. If you want to be happy, hey, you're going to have to work towards that. You want respect, you're going to have to earn and demand it. So this is our continuing discussion about that thing called personal change. It's the last quarter of the year. Get ready to meet the new you because she or he has been waiting for you for a very long time. With that said, ready, set, let's grow. This week's session is all about loving oneself. Our sessions are inspired by pieces from my current book, Silent Noise, Lip Service, and, of course, Life in General. And this series will run through the end of the year, getting you right for your new beginning. So we're just going to jump right into this. As I said, it's all about loving you. So my piece for this evening, let's get it together here. I like to do my shows in very dim light, but I have to turn on the lights so I can see when we are about to get going. Usually when I do speaking engagements and um, other um, webinars and things, I usually start off by saying, depending on what it is, if it's a relationship um, session, I say, I love me some, and then I say, fill in the blank. Usually if it's a room full of ladies, they all join in unison and say, him. And my response is, okay, I love me some him. So I said, okay, good. That's a good starting point. I want you all to sit back and listen because the name of this piece is I Love Me Some. I need to put this plan in place. I want to feel love's warm embrace. Dinner was great. Have some wine, relax, and meditate. Put on some smooth jazz. Oh, wow. That added ambiance and pizzazz. A hot bath would be nice. Great mood and dim lighting. The bath water is inviting. Rub my body down with fragrant oil. I could really get spoiled. Jump in bed and get comfy and warm. I really need to make this a norm. So this is what life used to be when I made time to care for and love me. 
Try this for yourself. Discover what you like. Now make a promise to yourself to stop your personal loving me strikes. Become your own best friend. Become your own personal lover. Learn how to make you happy. Learn how to put yourself first. So many of us have been there for everyone else, everyone, but we haven't taken care of ourselves. Some of us don't even know how to love ourselves. We don't even consider putting ourselves first sometimes. And what happens? We lose our sense of self. We lose our sense of being. We lose our sense of worth. We, even if we had someone who approached us, who wanted to love us, we no longer know how to receive that love because we have spent so much time giving. And oh my goodness, before we go any further, I want to say my special shout out to my fellow sisters who have and are serving in our armed forces, who listen to us over on the Armed Forces Radio Network. Hello, hello, hello. We are keeping all of you in prayer. We're starting new programs for you in 2017, so be on the lookout for that. We want you to know that we love, honor, and respect you, and we do keep each and every one of you and our fellow brothers in our prayers as well here at the Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio Network and, of course, the Wall Foundation, Inc. Always, always in our thoughts. We pray each and every one of you enough of whatever you may need. And, of course, at the end of the program, I'll say all of that again for you. But back to our discussion. And hello to all of you who are joining me in the call query and, of course, over in the show chat room and all of you who are listening to us on the players throughout the virtual world. I want to uh, welcome you to... But let's get back to this because some of you, you have not been honest with the people that you see in the mirror or a reflection wherever each and every day. Attitudes and altitudes. This is about raising your consciousness to the next level, preparing you for the new you, whoever she or he is. They have been waiting. They have been lying dormant, waiting for you to ignite them. So again, A lot of times you will hear me say you need to have those personal one-on-one conversations between you and the person that you see in the mirror. person that you see in the mirror starts to believe in him or herself. Guess what? You're going to as well. Like I said, you want that change. You want to be happy. You want to be in love. Guess what? You have to make that change. You have to do it. 
You have spent your entire life living for others. And I'm not saying turn your back on everyone. What I am saying is make room for you in your life. They call it your life for a reason. They don't call it their lives. They call it your life. Who told you that you don't deserve to put yourself first sometimes? Who told you that you don't deserve to be pampered? Who told you that it was not okay to end your loving you strikes? Who told you that? We have been in the same vicious cycles for so long. We become the machine that drives our mentality. We become the person who convinces us that we're not worthy. We become that individual, and we get used to just being right there, waiting for the next person who needs to use us, waiting for the next person who wants to walk all over us. Remember, I told you, this is real talk. Real people, real talk, real hurt, real healing. And in order for us to get to that point of healing, what do I always say? You hear a lot of the feel-good, foo-foo, fluff-fluff gurus talking about uh, fear. Everyone says the same generic thing. False experiences appearing real. What do I tell you? Face everything and rise. Face everything and rise. That's fear too. You know, I was speaking with someone just the other day. She said that um, she had the word focus on her mind. I'll be interviewing her for the television show uh, this coming weekend. Um, we're going back into the studio, so we will have some new programs for you as well uh, for television. Yeah, we do a little bit of everything. So I told her about my program. I said, you know, I created a group, and it's an acronym, FOCUS. It stands for Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. We work together. And no matter what's going on in this world right now, no matter our shape, size, or color, what I say about diamonds, no matter the shape, size, color, diamond is still a diamond. The same holds true for our bond of sisters We're not separated because one person looks this way or that way. We're not separated by orientations, by ethnicities. We're not separated at all. We are one. We are a human machine. We are sisters. We support each other. I always tell people, and some people don't know what I'm doing until after the fact, Believe it or not, just because I'm not front and center and I'm not at every event, because you all know right now I'm in law school, I have the business to run, I work another job, I'm everywhere. I'm speaking, I'm out there doing all types of things. I'm setting up the shows for next year. 
I am a busy individual. And I told people, until my journey with school is over, my time is less than it was before. So I had to do a lot of soul searching. You know, the other day, and I believe Jess is still on listening through one of our players, um, Jess Branis, she has a brand new book out, Zero to Ninety. And um, it talks about relationships. Doesn't matter whether you're gay, straight. And uh, you know what news flash to the world? Doesn't matter if you're in same-sex uh, relationships, if you're in heterosexual relationships, whatever you're in. Let me tell you something. Dating is probably about the same. You might want to go out to dinner. You might want to, you know, have a movie night. You might want to stay in, cook a great meal. Guess what? Especially those of us who are in this transition. When um, I shared the other day that I've dated one time since my divorce, which was 10 years. No, not 10 years. I don't want to say that. It was actually 2010, and I've dated one time. Because I know that I'm not at that place right now. If I feel that I'm getting too involved with someone, I will back away. And if he's not totally right on the mark, I can't deal with it. I really can't. So I'm taking this time to learn who I am, who I am becoming. When you're coming out of some type of a trauma, for me it was an abusive marriage. It was rape. It was uh, inhuman punishment. It was all types of things. I need you to understand that we can overcome all of this. We can do this. That's what I'm here for. I want you to understand that you are so not alone. And I know that uh, Gene is over in our show chat room, and I would love for him to give me some insight because one thing that we never delve into is from the male perspective. What do men do when you've been broken down and you're tired and people are using you? And newsflash, ladies, men do get used. I just want you to notice men do hurt. Men get disappointed. Um Gene, if you're over there and you want to get involved, of course, chime in on this. And for those of you in a call query, if you want to join a discussion on air, press the number one on your phone, and I will be sure to bring you on air. Because I want you all to hear different sides of this thing called relationships, called loving yourself, called being um, being the best person that you can be for yourself. How about that? For yourself, not for someone else. We have a caller coming on. Last four three zero eight one three zero eight one. Hello, hello. You are on air. Hello, hello, C. Maria. Jess, how are you? Hey, how are you? First time, everyone. Jess is a first time caller. Yay! Yes. <laughs> welcome. I, just, welcome. I love what you're saying. I love what you're saying, girl. You are right on the mark. You sis, I, I um, I, I said earlier that um, for those of you who are listening who didn't hear the show that I did, what day was that? What day was that? Was that Saturday or Sunday? That was Sunday. Did it you was do Sunday your morning. Book, um, yeah. Sunday morning. Sunday. Yeah. So yeah. Sunday morning inspiration. It just so happens that um, 
uh, Jess was having her book launch, her virtual book launch, and um, I was doing the Sunday Morning Inspiration, which is another one of my programs. And um, I need you to tell us about the book because there are a lot of people out here, and you know, it's the holiday season, and um, mm-hmm. my Attitudes and Altitudes series, Jess, is all about people not making those bad mistakes that they're going to regret come January 1st. Um, <laughs> We've all made them. <laughs> and that's the thing. Everybody knows with this show that we have all made the mistakes. We have, um, I see Gene is typing away over here too, so we're going to get to his hey, comments as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's the resident brother. He's my right hand in my uh, foundation and – um He's the CFO. He's the person that makes things happen. Um, the two of us, we like the dynamic duo. So he's here tonight. I love it. And, uh, hey, hey, Gene. <laughs> yeah, love it. cool, cool dude, cool everything. We've been together a long time. So, um, but he's typing away. But tell us a little bit, Jeff, because really people do need to hear this. And I love when people come on so they can hear it from other people. Some of these important things, because I don't want people to just hang on to see Maria's words. I want tell them tell us about your book. Tell us because I didn't know at the time, but that's like part two because you did a book prior to that one, right? Correct. I did the first one uh, called Seeking Her, Knowing You in 2014, and and I'm a dating coach. Um, so the the first book <clears throat> was really about you know, finding yourself, getting over whatever you need to get over from a previous relationship, um, learning how to set boundaries and expectations, because that's a lot of stuff that we don't do. So that's really about finding exactly what you want so you don't you don't keep dating the people that you really are not mixed well with. You know, because a lot of times right. the first person that comes along that shows us attention, we're excited about it. And, you know several months down the road, it may not be the right person. So you really have to know how to set your boundaries and your expectations and not for, for other people to follow, but for you to follow, you know, that's about knowing and owning yourself. You know, if you don't want somebody who texts all the time and who would rather call because you can't make a connection without voice tonality, you know, so that may not be somebody who, who you are going to gel with and who you want to continue a relationship with. Now, zero to 90, the next book is when you do finally, you know, have your sights on somebody that, that you really do enjoy. It's it's this first three months of dating that we really set up a foundation or lack thereof. So, um, right. for example, if we, if we are feeding some kind of insecurity, you know, we will probably stay in that relationship longer. It doesn't mean it's going to last because at that point it's not right. probably going to. So this first zero to 90 days are really where you establish um, your foundation, and, and it's still about knowing yourself. We get thrown in the heat of passion. We get so excited and infatuated about somebody, and then we start to lose, like you were saying earlier, because uh, I've been listening to the show, um, we start to lose ourselves. Sometimes we start pushing away family and friends. You know, once you're dating somebody, you don't see your friends as much. Um, after a while, maybe you start um, – being lackadaisical on your health, going to the gym, doing the things that you need to do, because all you want to do is spend time with this person. Right. And that's the exact wrong thing to do. 
especially because in those 90 days, you have to keep attracting that person. And the only way to do that is to be the person that they met, where you already had a life, you're doing your stuff, you're focused on, on your career, your family, your health. And, and that's something that you do for you, and that's something that people are attracted to. So it's amazing to me how many people stop doing that. So zero to 90 is about how to keep that in line and also doing things such as if you start to lose time with your friends or your family, how to reconnect with them um, because they've been there longer than anybody else. I mean, you can't lose that. That's your center. Right. Uh, Let me ask you this. I'm going to read what Jean is writing over here in the show chat room because, as Mm -hmm. I said, men – that's the other end of the equation. You know, we have us, we're the girls, and now we can't just talk about just us without listening to what they have to say, you know, the other side. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and considering that, yeah. considering that, I, that, I'm, that I'm a lesbian, so I can take the male side of the frame of mind on that. Which you know, is and that's, you know, that's a show for, like, for another men. day. <laughs> <laughs> but in, you know, that I, is a I, show actually, for another day, too, I'm thinking. I actually have more male clients than female clients because of it. Really? Mm-hmm. And a lot of, wow, uh, a lot that... of male heterosexual clients, yeah. Well, Who better to learn from I think that dating, you know, but but dating is dating, isn't it? Jess, isn't dating dating? I mean, is it? Dating is dating. You know, I wanna, but, you know. Go ahead. Yeah, but men, men and, and women, the way their minds function, the way their minds mm-hmm. function are totally different. Men actually have it a lot easier than women do. It's hard for women. Women are very they're they're very emotional when they make their decisions, where men are not as emotional in those decisions. So, anything that affects your day, see, uh-huh. is is you will base your decisions on what's going on with you emotionally. Men don't necessarily do that. Men are very compartmentalized. You know, they have a one-track mind, so they, they're either focusing on their right side or their left side of the brain, where women jump from side to side, so that's why we get so crazy sometimes. When I read what Jane sa- is saying, I'm going to come back and ask you about that because – there are times when maybe I used to say that you ever hear that saying, um, what is it? Act like a lady, think like a man, work like a dog. Mm-hmm. I love that. Didn't Tyler Perry write a book like that or a movie? Something like that. I can't think of the name of it, but yes. But um, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about that when we come back. Um, so Jean writes, I can't speak for all men, but when I get overwhelmed by people who love to use and abuse and spread their negativity, I tend to disconnect from people and go incognito. Uh, hold on. Mm-hmm. His knucklehead, he said incognito. <laughs> um, <laughs> those people drain me too, too much, and I have to step back and rejuvenate. I think men are taught to be unemotional, but I don't think we lack emotion. But we know how Correct. to internalize it, and sometimes it may come out in another way. Mm-hmm. Now, do you, it, it, do both of you, this is a question for both of you now, because this is getting really good now. <laughs> for me, I think that 
I've gotten to that point in my life because of all the crap I've been through, I think, that I am not out there thinking, oh, gee, I hope he likes me. I hope he likes me. I'm going out with the intent of meeting someone new. Maybe if I'm doing online dating or something like that and it's the first date, I want good conversation and great food or great food and good conversation mm-hmm. or great break. You know, I'm not looking for that infamous hookup. And so many men that I talk to, now I'm a life coach, but, you know, we do talk about a lot of relationships. But this is the kicker. A lot of men, especially, I want you all to hear this because people tend to have selective listening. This does not apply to everyone, but a lot of the men that I talk to, especially when they're dating the so-called Christian women, um, Mm -hmm. One of the things that they say is that they're all about, I'm not going to do this, and I'm not going to do this. And the minute that they get out to dinner, next thing you know, they want to take it to a level that they don't need to be at. And mm-hmm. it's a turnoff for a lot of men. And, of course, mm-hmm. I always tell us as women, I'm like, people, don't put up your high school picture if you've been out of high school like 38 years. <laughs> if you don't exactly like you did, you know, don't do it because you're headed for disaster. You want to know why nothing works? And I also tell women, um, you know, people say, well, God will send me somebody. I'm like, okay, newsflash. God, nobody's gonna, not going to come knocking at your door. You know, you're not going to hear tap, tap, tap. I mean, some <laughs> wonderful guy is going to be standing there. Or girl, I always say guy, girl, whatever. And they're going to say, hi, God sent me to you. It doesn't work that way. Just as we have to work in a relationship coming together and staying together, we have to put some effort into even putting ourselves out there to find Mm -hmm. so that we can be found or to find. You know, that's that's, – No, you do. Okay, I was just reading what you you, do, mm-hmm. you have to make an effort. You have to be able to be open to it and go out there. And and you know what? When you go on first dates, it's supposed to be fun. I mean, you're supposed to get to know yes. somebody. You know, there shouldn't yes. be any and pressure. That's my there shouldn't thing. be any pressure there. There shouldn't be any pressure there for months. I mean, because I always right. say the crazy doesn't come out for ninety days. That's why I wrote this zero to ninety. The crazy doesn't even come out till ninety days. I I. I... I believe that. I think that in any, even in marriage, I think it's what the first five years are the tell-all for marriages. So mm-hmm. I think it's five years. Yeah. So if you can't make it, you know, if it's really rocky, then then um, I believe that, you know, if if it comes to an end, we need to understand that not. Um, I guess I've learned how to turn off my emotions when need be. If that mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense, because once you've been through, when I you know my story starts just with um, faith, forgiveness, and four cents because that's all I had left. Mm-hmm. Everything that I had built, you know, you marry the wrong person, they tear it all down. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that person hooks up with someone else that's right in the same neighborhood. And next thing you know, that person, the woman is making pretend like she's me and all kinds of strange things. And uh, you ever get it where you talk to a lot of women where it's always, well, he's out there and he's with her and blah, blah, blah. I always tell people, look, he's moved on. Follow his lead or her lead. You know, mm-hmm. move on. And I yep. think that a lot of people are fighting with that. I, you so know what, what? I, I always like to say that people, it's not that people fear the unknown, they fear the known. 
So if if they all of a sudden feel as if they are being rejected instead of accepted, because I mean this is this is a world where everybody deserves to be accepted. It's it's difficult to for some people to move on from that. And it's not because mm-hmm. they're afraid to lose that person. It's because they don't want to feel that way again. They already know what it feels like, so they don't want to feel that way again, so they just shut down. A lot of people do that. I mean, I hear I hear gripes from both men and women on, on how sad they feel or how um, disappointed they feel, and they don't want to hurt like that again. And my whole thing is that you've got to take the risk. Right. Because if you've gone through it so many times before, you'd already know what it feels like. You know what what you need to do to to get out of that feeling too. Because the the first right. thing we do is everything that we lose about ourselves when we start dating somebody are the first things that we start to regain when we finally move on. And I and think I think that... people forget that. But I, I mean, if I, I go through, if I go through a breakup, the first thing I do is I start going to the gym, and I hang out with my family, and I hang out with my friends, and I focus on my on my career and my writing, and do all of that, and and I'm like right back to normal. What if Jess? So people like me, um, my family are people that I'm not connected to by DNA. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't have that. That's all right. Family bond, that family support system. Um, I tell people you have to be in a circle of good people, not just positive people, but positive people that are doing more than just sitting on the front stoop talking about things that will. It's no different than any other drug. If you're just going to sit there, you have to have people that are going to keep you moving, where you're moving mm-hmm. away from the heartache and pain, and you're not just sitting there for that one moment. Laughing and joking, making pretend, because sometimes that first moment you're making pretend, and it's not, it's not as real as you want it to be because you're trying to force yourself to feel better, opposed to giving yourself that time to heal. Right. Well, I mean, I think I think there's a good balance. I think you need a good balance because there's only so much time that you can spend alone. You know, you still you need to have all of it. There, there just has to be a good balance between your alone time and reflection. And most times, you know mm-hmm. what, if somebody else moves on, I mean, if you look back, like after a year, two years, three years, and you look back on that person, sometimes, most of the time, you realize you dodged a bullet, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. But it's, it's, oh, my gosh, Yeah, but yes. it's, it's important to do that. In fact, before before the Pittsburgh event this weekend and before my book launch, I just went through a breakup. And I was like, well, I know exactly what to do. And my book was out, and I had a great time at the event, and I was around people that I love. And I, when I came home, I had some time to myself, and then I got to connect with all of you. And I'm, you know, and I have to, you know, see this woman every day. So, oh, wow. you know, it, that's always very hard. So, right. you know, there is hope out there. You just have to, it's really about, moving forward with you and doing the stuff that you have already pro- proclaimed that you're going to do for yourself because you're the only person right. who's going to live and die with yourself, whether you're married or not. Yeah. And Gene writes, um, he says, I agree. He agrees with you. When you go through heartache, you tend to try to distract yourself with other things that will take your mind off of the pain, such as career, hobbies, gym, and et cetera. 
Well, the problem is so many people, I think, they tend to wallow in this stagnant water of, you know, pity. And mm-hmm. they they don't move forward. They just sit. And you, the infamous people that has a problem for every solution, you know, it's like it's time for you to get yourself together. They've moved on. Well, you know, they want to stay mad. They want to do this. And I call it self-sabotage. I'm like, maybe the next person for you who can help you heal is right here, but they're not going to wait mm-hmm. forever. So right. um, what can people learn from your book, Jess? Because this is really cool, and people need it, and it's the holiday season. People need to get mm-hmm. on this and get it, like, now so they can start having their <laughs> 90 days, which will take them through January even. It's getting cold and all of this. You know, people do some strange things. So what can they look forward to? Uh, when they open up those pages of the book? Well, I I, I think, number one, one thing that they'll learn is not to put all of your eggs in one basket for the first 90 days. I, I, I love that people at this point will casually date, go out to dinner, get to meet people, so that way you can see the one that fits the best with you. You know, the first person that comes along, again, doesn't have to be the end all be all. And and again, it's about also making sure you keep your connection with your friends and your family. And and that doesn't mean that you can't invite that other person along. But you still need that alone time to be you in those 90 days and still do your thing. You know, if, if, you, if you go 20 years into a marriage and all of a sudden you have a midlife crisis and want to do all these new hobbies, then your partner is going to be like, well this wasn't you for the past 20 years. And you never want that person to turn around and say, this is not the person I met. So that's what, that's what that does. But when you're talking about heartache, my first book, Seeking Her Knowing You, that one was really proclaiming in things like forgiveness, um, things such as, like I said, getting over a previous person, getting back on track with yourself, knowing your expectations so that way the next person that comes along, you know what you're going to put up with and what you won't. My biggest thing, right. and I think the, the biggest thing with me when I, when I started this whole venture years and years ago was I went through um, kind of like a divorce, and it took me months. I wallowed and wallowed and wallowed. And then finally one day I said, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I was, I was starting to, to give myself those positive messages again, but the biggest thing I did was I, I kept asking myself why. Why would they do this? How could they do this? And all of a sudden I realized that what she did to me, I have done to other people, whether it was like a little white lie, whether it was not being um, exactly authentic. And then that enabled me to forgive her because I forgave myself. And when I forgave myself, I said, I would never be that person to somebody else again. So it, right. like when they say forgiveness is for you, not for them, it's really true. Because once you can forgive yourself and commit to changing it, then you can say, you know what, I can forgive them because I've done the same thing. You know, you don't cast stones. And I think that was right. probably the largest epiphany of my healing process. And, I, and this is almost 10 years ago. So ever since then, it's been like one hell of a journey, I'll tell you that. But each step has led me closer and closer to 
me. And I think that's important when it comes to dating because you have to be you. You have to be able to be fully open, fully you, and fully receptive of letting somebody else see you. Right. And um, Gene said earlier, he said most people have been hurt so much in their past that they are scared to attempt to invest in establishing a relationship with anyone. And I kind of – I – I think that for me, I'm not scared to per se, but I'm at that point now where, for me, is that if they get on my nerves once or twice, I'm done. (laughs) I'm just like, no, this is not, mm -mm, no. My great aunt aunt dumped somebody because she didn't like the way he tied his shoes, you know? Like, that's it. Done. (laughs) Next. And that one was like 93 years old. (laughs) You know what? I've been married twice. I'm like, okay, people, I don't want to tell people it's overrated. But, you know, if I do it again, he has to be absolutely someone that I know that, you know, maybe we can really do it this time. But the rest of it, if we're still – for me, okay, everyone in this world, this is me talking to Jess right now as the relationship coach that <laughs> I'm just, I'm happy to be where I am in the mm-hmm. skin that I'm in, working on me and working on all of the goals and things. You know, we have so many projects coming up and uh, it's just I just don't want – I don't want to make that time for anybody right now. <laughs> no, and that's okay. That. No, I mean, I listen, I love relationships. I love dating casually. I love my time when I'm single. I do. I have the best time of my life when I'm single. And that's when I reach all of my goals because my mind is focused. You know, there's a theory right. called the transmutation of sex. So if you're not in a relationship, right. you're pushing all that energy into – creating something else because it does all a creation but there there are times like right now i'm i'm very happy in the in the place that i am and i'm happy with myself and i always am like i never seek a relationship because i feel like i'm lacking if somebody comes along that i gel with yeah let's make go but i can tell you right now i mean people do and in regards to gene's comment sometimes kind of downtrodden and say oh forget this whatever but you're not also going to find somebody out there if you don't have a positive feeling about love and romance. I mean, just because something didn't work out doesn't mean that it's not out there, you know? Right. I have love with my dog who's barking out the window right now. It's okay, Nacho. (laughs) Nacho. Yeah, but I mean, nobody's going to want to take you on a date if you don't have a good view of love and relationships. I mean, the last thing somebody wants to hear when you take them out is, oh, I had all these horrible relationships and I'm just, I just got kind of sick of it. So now I'm just getting back in the game because I want to meet people. They don't want to hear that. Right. That's not what's going to attract somebody and, and make them want to continue to see you. You know, I mean, love is supposed to be lighthearted. You know, it's supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be enriching. You know, so when you have that negative thought behind it, that base thought, and you may not think that you think that way, but you really have to examine yourself and and how you really do feel about that before you go out there. Right. 
And um, for those of you in our call query, if you want to join the conversation, we have about 15 minutes left in our program. I want to get it uploaded to the other network um, over on the Armed Forces Radio Network so that um, they can have all three shows for this week. So if you have a question or a comment for, or you just want to join the discussion, you want to ask Jess a question before our show ends, press the number one on your phone so that I can pull you into the call, Corey. If not, sit back, enjoy, because, you know, when we start the show, I always have everyone lying back or seated, and they're doing their breathing exercises because they need to let go of all of this. Okay, we have someone who has a question or a comment, so... Um, we will bring you on in one second. Gene is also typing. Let's see. Uh, he wrote, very true. A lot of people will make the mistake of telling you how they've been hurt in the past. It makes them sound like they're complaining and have not moved past the pain of past relationship. Well, I call it pulling around that empty baggage. And nobody mm-hmm. wants to hear all that. I'm like, why make the new partner guilty for the sins of the prior so we do have a caller coming on. Um, hello. Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey. Hey. Good, sis. How are Hi. you? Hi. I'm doing good. Um, I just have a question because my biggest problem is um, actually if if I go out with someone and I see some qualities of my husband, then – it scares me. One person I, I kept saying, well, he, he's not my husband, so I'm just not going to let it bother me. But he had too many qualities. Matter of fact, he had some really bad qualities. So I let that go. But now I'm from that one date, which was probably, it's been a while. It's been a year ago. And we only went out for a month because I, I just wasn't going to accept anything that he had to offer. He had nothing to offer me, actually. But now, I am—I haven't dated because I am just so scared to actually go out with someone. And I, my fear is, as soon as I see a bad quality in them, then I run. I don't want to go back out with them or anything. Hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. But uh, so you I haven't what? dated like in two years. But I did go out with somebody last year for a month. And it only, like I said, it only lasted a month because I was so fearful of everything he was doing was everything I told him not to do that I didn't want. He wanted to move in. He wanted a rush relationship. And that was, it was like, I can't do this. No, I'm not even divorced. I don't want to rush into a relationship. I want to be friends first and then gradually move in you know, get to know each other, and maybe there's a relationship. But he was just moving so fast, and he wasn't hearing anything I said. So I was like, I haven't been out with anyone, and it's like people are actually wanting to go out with me, but I'm actually scared to go out with anyone. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's not uncommon. It's not uncommon. Um, But the one thing that that I hope you do remember is is not to compare, because there are plenty of people out there who – who don't want to rush, you know, just from one bad experience and, and having that thrown at you or even a couple of bad experiences, I've had that too. And it mm-hmm. is scary. I mean, I, 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 can, I can 
tell you how many times somebody will, will stay with me for a night or a weekend, and I close my eyes the next day while I'm having coffee, and hopefully they'll magically disappear. You know, and I know that's bad to say, but it's it's the truth. Like, once you, once you hone in on that, mm-hmm. it's not as scary to go out because that'll be that red flag for you. Now, what's even scarier are when people see somebody that have all the good qualities and run from that because that means that there's something in them that's not resolved. So you running oh, okay. something that makes you uncomfortable is mm-hmm. totally fine. You are owning exactly what you want. You do not want to stress out. You do not want it to be like bam, 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 done in marriage. So yeah, I don't want. I don't want to do that. Right. So you can you can take this also knowing. You know what? Go out and have fun. Get to know somebody. You know, it's not that scary. Let them get to know you. But as soon as they start rushing, you can even open up that honest conversation and say, you know, we haven't even been dating for this long. We've only gone out so many times. This is not something that I'm I'm thinking about right now, but I enjoy spending my time with you. And at least open an honest conversation because if somebody's going to be your partner, you better be able to voice yourself honestly at all times. All right. Yeah. And maybe this yeah. is good practice for you. Right, because it's, it's been like two years now, and then I did go out with somebody for a month, but as soon as I started going out with him, I sort of had these red flags just come up. And I was trying to ignore them, but my inner voice was saying, never ignore red flags again, because that's mm-hmm. what you get into trouble. So Absolutely. every time I would say something to him about, my feelings of how I felt, he agreed, but he would push it to the side, I noticed. So that's why it was like, okay, I just, I had told him, I was like, I can't go out with you anymore. And he kept calling and calling when he could see me again. And I was like, I'm not sorry, I couldn't go out with you. I finally had to block him. And I, you know, yeah. we don't talk anymore or anything. But the thing is, now that made me fearful of, the other guys that are out there or that ex me out and things like that. So I recently went out with a friend. Go ahead. Go ahead. I went, I recently went out with a friend. I I had fun, but it's like that fear is like, okay, I'm ready to go home now. I had my fun. I'm ready to go home. We went out um, to like a concert thing and afterwards I'm, I'm ready to go. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't want, I'm scared of somebody getting too close. Or me moving too fast or something. Mm-hmm. So I would love to get out that fear, but I just, it's like not, it's not going anywhere. Right. We, I mean, I would suggest, and I don't know, see if, if you agree or if Gene agrees, but really understanding what what you want in a person. And it sounds like, like when you're ready to go, like when you're ready to leave and, and the date's over, like you're done, or, or even if you don't want to see that person again, you're you're setting your expectations, and that's, I think sometimes psychologically for women, that's really hard to do. One of the hardest things for all of us to do is say no. You know uh, what I mean? Okay. And 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 maybe it's that, maybe it's that, that type of reasoning. Mm-hmm. That makes you scared, but you you always have to stick with your gut. You're doing you're doing. I mean, I wrote an article about red flags. You're doing the right thing. You oh, really are. As long as as long as you're true to you, you know. And and men can be persistent, and women too. Both can be persistent. 
But there's a difference mm-hmm. between persistent and aggressive. So if it gets to a point where you have to block him, first of all, he's being mm-hmm. needy, and you don't want somebody who's needy. Right. I mean, it sounds like you definitely don't somebody don't want somebody who's needy or is insecure, and who are trying to grab the first thing that comes along. So that says something about about him. Um, but as long as you know your expectations and what you are going to how much time or what you're going to allow from that person and the energy that they bring to you, you follow that guide. Okay. Yeah. I, I've learned to say no, and believe me, I do it. <laughs> I don't have a problem but, with yeah. it. You know, in the past I did, but now it's it's there. So, But it's just I would love to move on from a fear of a relationship mm-hmm. to trying You'll to be there. comfortable. Oh, okay. How, how old are yeah. you? Pretty much. Uh, I'm 53. Okay. Okay, so, you, so you've been around. Right. Uh, I, well, I was with my husband. Um, we've been together off and on for 26 years. So, and now we're, going, we're in our process of getting our divorce. I've already signed my papers and stuff. We're just waiting for to receive them. So, it's like after, when, when I receive my papers, of course I want to start dating. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It's just I don't. Want, I definitely don't want to rush into anything. And and everyone that I talk to, I've let them know um, because I'm like I'm not in my twenties anymore. Where you know you move in with a guy or a guy moves in with you. I don't want that. I want him to have mm-hmm. his place. I want my own place. I don't want livings. Um, it's a lot. I mean, I have a list of things that I tell people that I, I the do's mm-hmm. and my don'ts, and I'm not going to. I'm not getting away from it. I'm just not going to do it. I just refuse right. to this time. But that's good, though. That's that's a very good thing. You should actually be very proud of yourself for that. Oh, thank yeah. you. I have to interject because the chat room is going berserk over here. We have oh, a okay. lot of comments. Uh, stilettos in the city. Let me get over here. Uh, let me go back up here and scroll all the way back up. Um, Stilettos in the City writes, do you feel there are people who are really looking for a mate? I have a friend who sounds so bitter and believes women are looking for someone to help them financially. He tends to date single mothers. Um, well, if he's dating single mothers, well, we'll get to that. But um, it looks like we're going to go into some overtime with the show. So now we have about 34 minutes left in the show. But um, Stilettos in the City says, I think some people present themselves as ready but aren't and end up blaming it on the other person. Wow. Continuing Reading your comments next. Oh, that's what I wrote too. Stilettos, let's see. Stilettos in the City also writes, if someone wants to too much access to me and my life too quickly, I am not interested. I have been single for a while, and I am very picky. That's what I was saying earlier, Stilettos, before you um had come into the chat room, is that, you know, I just don't. I just don't. So, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh I, I told Stilettos that I love that name, Stilettos in the City, and she writes, thank you. Um, um, she said, thank you. Um, love this show. Glad I found it. Well, I'm glad that you're here, too. And, and 
Gene writes, hit the nail on the head. When they feel like you're good, a lot of good qualities, then they will also run because they may feel that you're too good to be true. Oh, you mm-hmm. had to go there, didn't you, Gene? I've been told that. Well, you know what? You tell you tell Gene if Gene is listening. I've actually gotten dumped for being too good to be true. That's what I was about to say. Some guy told me that he said he was going to marry his second choice because he couldn't deal with the fact that I was everything that he wanted in a in a woman and in a wife. Mm-hmm. So he married second best, and I'm like, did you just tell me that? <laughs> I'm like, that really mm-hmm. happens in this. It does. So it happens like, a okay. lot. Um, this so is why I have exes that call me 15 years later, 20 years later, saying, oh, I messed up. And I said, yeah, okay. Good to yeah, hear from you. Did, That's it. Pretty much. It's like, Not yeah, keep it moving. Um, mm-hmm. You know, be true. Um, too good to be true that someone will come out much later. Oh, oh gosh, it's keep jumping because they're still typing away. Wait a minute. Let me wow. go back up. Too good to be true that some something will come out much later after the heart becomes involved. Um, stilettos in the city writes, I lived in that fear of being wrong and stayed too long and didn't open up enough. And then Jean mm. writes, she recognizes she has the fear. So that's a start. Mm. And then Stilettos writes, whoop, whoop, great job. Um, Jean writes, you need a life coach that may help you delve into what is making you feel the intense fear. It's crippling your dating life. It sounds like mm. you want to date and fall in love, but you're not equipped um, yet to date. And then we have, um, I, I have too, I think the person really won't admit um, that you may be too good for them. So this is where we are now. I think I've caught up on all of their typing over there. Welcome to our program to everyone jumping on now. Um, see, this is how I do things, Jess. This is so great because we did the thing on Sunday, and then you said, well, you know, when can I be on your show? And then I said, no, you know what? Maybe Jess can come on tonight because I'm talking about loving ourselves, and this will be great. And look at what happened. I love it when a plan comes together. This is great. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's awesome. And I still have to get you on my show. You better not forget that. <laughs> I won't. Just tell me that, you know, what times are available, and I will promise you I will work it into there because this is a really great conversation this evening. Welcome to those of you. We have a lot of people jumping on now. Um <laughs> And see, I have to say, I, I, I thank you so much for all your support. You're such a loving human being. Like, I'm so glad I got to connect with you after all this time. It's, it's really been truly a pleasure. For all of you listening out there, she is the best. She really is. <laughs> oh, thank you. And like I said, I, I can't be everywhere. I wish that I could come up. And, you know, I wish that I could have been at the event this weekend. But I have so many things going on here. And I'm still in recovery mode. And, um, you know, Shelly and I, we have been through some storms together over the years. Literally oh, years. Oh, I've been her for 20 and, years. Um, she and I have been through some storms, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been an interesting run. But, um you know, at some point we'll all get together and I'll meet all of you. But I am so loving this that we got this time, 
you know, and mm-hmm. I believe in divine timing and things working out, and that's what's going on tonight. Um, I think we're all caught up now. Everyone is caught up, so we are good. Uh, the show, it was supposed to be an hour show. We're a little bit over, but I promise you, we'll have Jess back again, everyone. Stilettos in the city, thank you so much for joining us. We are here several uh, times a week. Right now, I'm doing what I call my Attitude and Altitudes um, series marathon. It's getting us ready for the new us and the new year. Um, There's so many ways you can connect with us. Jess, before we go, tell people how to get your book. Uh, They can go on Amazon.com. They could just look up my name, Jess Branis. They could see both books there. That's B-R-A-N-A-S, or they could just look up Zero to 90 or Seeking Her Knowing You, either one. Um, And everybody can also go to my website, www.jphl.com. I have a blog there. I actually haven't written a blog in a while because I was working on the book, but the blog will be back in effect. And they can always tune into the Drinks with Jess podcast there or on Mixcloud or iTunes. And all my social media is there, Twitter, everything. Cool. Thank you so much for being here. Before I go, as always, there's several ways you want to get involved with us. Um, We have several sites over on Facebook. We have Focus, Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. That's our open urban group where you can join there. Everything goes within reason and respect there. But our main group is Focus. Uh, Females Global, that is our closed professional group where the mentors, mentees, people like Jess, all of us are there, authors, all types of people. Um, We will connect you with the people who you need. A lot of the information is shared and a lot of the conversations happen privately, but the group is for people who are looking for that change. Uh, If you'd like to join us there. Send us a message, and one of the admins there will be sure to get back with you. And if, for some reason, we, uh, after speaking with you, we feel as though you would need more help, we will give you all of the resources that you need to get you to that point where you're ready to take that next leg of your journey. Promise you that. Over on uh, Google+, Plus, if you're there. I have my worldwide coaching group. We're over 1,200 members strong there. We grow continually every single week, and everyone there stays there. We are a growing family, and we're worldwide. So relationship recovery there. Um, My website, cmariawall.com, and, of course, focusfemalesglobal.com. And for those of you who don't know, all of our programs virtual and Real World are sponsored by the Wall Foundation Incorporated, and that's an IRS-approved and recognized tax-exempt 501c3 nonprofit. So if you want to get involved in any way you have a product or service, this is what we do. This is how we do it. Nothing is scripted. Everything is real here. You want to write to us, our number is 202-618-2556. You can leave us a voice message or send us a text. And for those of you who love pen and paper, our address is Post Office Box 272 in Randallstown, Maryland, 21133. Uh, I think I covered about everything. Oh, the series. We are here on Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and then Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, same number, same place, and Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. 
for the Sunday morning inspiration. All of our programs were birthed out of the main show, Healing Through Hurt, iTalk Radio. Now that only airs on Saturday evenings at 9 p.m. for special guests. This has been an awesome, awesome show. I promise you all, I hope she'll say yes, we will have Jess back again real soon for another discussion because this was just great. And Stilettos in the City says that... um, Let's see. She's still typing. Let's see. Remember to take time for you. Uh, The Lettles in the City. Oh, the Facebook group again is Focus Females Global. That's the group there. You want to join the Focus Females Global group. And as I said, Focus is an acronym. Um, It is... uh, it is a trademarked acronym. It stands for Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. And um, she says, uh, she says, Facebook again, so glad that she found us. Take time for you. Um, I believe that she was saying that, um, again, that she's so glad that she found us. I am so glad that you are a part of our family, too. You come as a guest, you leave as family. So we look forward to seeing you over there. Let us know when you get to Focus Females Global um, over there, and we will be sure to give you a special shout-out. Jess, I hope you will come back and do this again. Because this has been a great conversation. I am at your disposal. I was very honored. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, this is what we do every single Tuesday. So anytime you're free, feel free to jump on, and we can um, have a great session again. But before we go, as always, I need to turn on our music because you guys know I need to do my mantra. I pray each and every one of you enough. I pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. And I pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. And I pray enough smiles to turn the frown you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, all of us pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be at your door or coming your way from this very moment and beyond. So until next time, which will be, what is this, Tuesday, Saturday morning at 9 a.m., where we continue with Part 22 of our Attitude and Altitude Series Marathon. I am C. Maria Wall. Here and my special guest this evening was Jess Brannis. Her book is Zero to 90. Get a copy on Amazon. Thank you. Welcome, Stilettos in the City. Welcome, Jess. You're both first-time visitors. Like I said, you come here as a visitor, but now you're family. Jess was family already, but now she's really family. So I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm very, very blessed. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. Good night. As we began with another one of our Focus Females Global Sisters, Tori Lee's Good Music, we will end and we will see you again soon. Be well, be blessed, and I am so grateful for all of you. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Jess and Jean and everybody in Stilettos, we'll see you over on the other side, back on Facebook in the group for a little bit. Good night. Good night. <laughs>